This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Jouar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Jouar, and today is Monday, January 6, 2020, and we're at CS. It's CS 2020. And my guest is the super awesome YouTube creator extraordinaire, Shannon Morris. You're so sweet. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Miriam. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. <laughs> it's it's the end of press days here at CS. So we're at the end of three days and the show hasn't started. I the know. The show starts tomorrow and we've been doing three days of press conferences and pre-briefs. Wait, are you telling me that I still have to walk around the show floor tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. So, yeah, well, we're, so we wanted to kind of give you folks a preview of or a, a summary of what we found that was interesting in the last three days in the press days. Uh, and then, you know, I'll try to have a, another show later this week where we're going to go through the rest of it, basically. So there's a few things, for example, I cannot talk about yet because I haven't seen them yet. Like that concept phone. That's tomorrow. Oh, cool. I've got a briefing on Tuesday for that. But stay tuned. There'll be some phone news on the show. And it's not just about phone news. I know that you all know that we cover other stuff. So I want to thank our sponsor. Because we have a special sponsor today. Dassault System demonstrates how the virtual world is enabling companies to efficiently leverage data and technologies to create sustainable, personalized experiences that improve people's lives. And if you are here in Vegas and you are at CES and you're listening to this show Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever I publish it, you should check out Dassault System's booth. It's in the North Hall, booth 4623. They used to make aircraft, they still do. And making aircraft, they realized that they needed to create 3D CAD software, like in the 70s, when computers were not really good at doing 3D. And they became a leader at that. If you're a serious person doing some 3D work today, chances are you're using software by Dassault Systems. So they decided, hey, why don't we start an incubator that gives startups and companies that are using our tools an opportunity to get funding and so a lot of these companies are not b2b companies they're consumer companies and they are here at cs that's and so this awesome. is how they ended up here that's kind of the quick story that's really so cool. they are thankfully helping us out this week and i wanted to thank them for being the sponsors of the show and also just let you know that in the show notes there'll be a link to a video interview with Dassault system one of the execs there and so he can tell you in his own words. It's a bit of an interview I did on video. So back to the program, Lenovo. Lenovo. What did you think of Lenovo? What it's a loaded we... question, isn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> I saw so many products at Lenovo's booth. Uh, it was on Sunday. They invited me over there to get some B-roll. Good stuff. Uh, disclaimer, they are my sponsor for my YouTube channel during CES. Um, but I try to remain completely unbiased based on all my reviews from the past 10 years that I've been doing reviews. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the things that really stood out to me at their booth included the X1 Fold, which I know you really liked as well, uh, as well as they they were also showing off a ThinkPad or ThinkBook, I think it was called. It has an ebook right. or an so, e-reader on yeah, the outside Yeah, so it's basically it. a laptop, a convertible, like, 360-degree laptop, yeah. right? But with – or is it just a regular laptop? It, it's a regular laptop. So it doesn't do the yoga thing. No, it doesn't. It's it's a regular laptop, but instead of just being a blank back whenever you open up the display, right. it also has a e-reader Basically like a Kindle. Basically like a back Kindle. panel of the display. Yeah, it was so cool. It's very cool. So that way you can access things like your calendar, notifications. You could also access Amazon A-L-E-X-A with no problems. And that's without even opening up your your uh, laptop. Yeah. Because the e-reader will you know, recognize all this information, the, the display on the outside of it. Uh, and you'll be able to, you know, check those notifications or anything just by looking at it without opening it. And they I had a pen. Cool. They had pen input. They do. So you can yeah. take notes and stuff. So yeah. it's really interesting. So, so yeah, that's the part I was a little confused about initially when I saw it. I thought it was a 360 tablet, you know, one that flips all the way. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's actually just a laptop where the lid's a bit thicker. And on the external part of the lid, the part that normally is just like metal or plastic or glass, they actually have a, 
like a, essentially a Kindle stuck on there. Yeah, um, and, that's a great way of explaining and it. And have like a pen input on that Kindle. And touch, actually it supports capacitive touch too. It's so cute. Which is cute. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. I'm surprised nobody's done that before. Me um, too. There are a few phones in the past from Android phones by a Russian company called Yodaphone. That I had uh, that. Yes. dual sided. Remember, so they had I one, do. the front was a color display, normal display, and the back was an OLED, uh, not OLED, uh, e ink, uh, black and white, like yeah. Kindle type display. And that was cool. Um, so this is kind of the same deal, I guess. Now, I do a lot of focus on security and privacy. Yeah. And one thing I was curious about was like, oh, if you open up your laptop and you're like in a meeting, can somebody who's on the other side of you, like facing the machine, see the display and be able to read your calendar or your notifications? Ah, probably. And right? they actually said when you open it up, it automatically brings all that information down because it's assuming that you're using it as a laptop so you're not facing the ebook display or the e-reader display. So that way it's disabling all of that information oh, so cool. nobody else can see it while they're, you know, facing you from the opposite direction. Which I was like, cool, that's good cuz like I know when I review yeah. this product that's going to be a major thing is security and privacy. It is it is also a ThinkPad so it's uh kind of geared more at like, you know, professional users, I guess. Yeah. Um, and with all the ruggedness that comes with that, which I think is cool, right? So I, I saw that, I played with it, I thought it was cool. Uh, and then, of course, you mentioned it, the folding PC. The fold. The fold. The X1 fold. Yeah, ThinkPad X1 fold. And I, I just have to say, so far, that's the standout for me. I mean, there's going to be more. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be excited about OnePlus is doing tomorrow. But I feel like the... The Fold, and we're not talking about the Galaxy Fold here, the Lenovo uh, ThinkPad X1 Fold is the first time I've played with a display, well, a, a device with a folding display yeah. that doesn't feel like it's going to fall apart after two minutes of use. Like, <laughs> I've used a lot, a lot of them have been concepts and prototypes and early production, and they've all felt very fragile. And we know what happened yes. to the Galaxy Fold, you know, if everybody who's listening to this podcast, uh, we covered that extensively last year. But the even the new revised Galaxy Fold still feels fragile, and still you still has, have to be consciously aware that you should be gentle with it. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I've I haven't had, even played with a one few, yet. There's a few. Uh, I don't have one. I've been trying to get one forever. No luck. But there are a few people I know, like some YouTube creators I know have one. And... I know a couple that have like two dead pixels or something. Already. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's not catastrophic like before. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely wearing and tearing uh, oh. some some much larger, higher rate than than a normal phone would. Well, and they're, it is and the they're first baby, generation. And they're babying it. Yeah, and it's first generation. But what I liked about the Lenovo one, as at least, you know, it's a very different device since it's more of a PC. That is that I could I felt like I could literally drop that thing on the floor and it would nothing bad would happen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Like it felt and also it felt, felt really durable. sealed up. Like it has this interesting silicone bezel around the display, so that when you fold it, the foldy part, the 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 bezel follows the shape because it's made of the yes. silicone material, and so no dust can get in there, no dirt can get in there. I like I that. That was cool. I like that instead of like folding it completely like you would a piece of paper you're folding it almost like it's a binder or something where yeah. there's a curvature so you don't actually end up with a crease in the screen or anything exactly. like that it's always just a curved screen so so when you fold it there is a little bit of a space there and yeah i felt like what i liked about it personally was that they they leverage that space to, they to store the keyboard. For the keyboard. Yeah. So when you stick the keyboard in between the screen, once it's folded, uh, it wirelessly charges the keyboard. Mm -hmm. So if you like have it in your purse or something like that, it's, it's a, no problem. Yeah, it's a small Bluetooth keyboard and it's wirelessly charged through the basically being docked inside the folding display, the yeah. folding PC. And I was really impressed at the quality of that keyboard. I think Pies are known for that, yeah, right? Yeah, too. It was They're fun to type on. They're known for a really good keyboard. And I was impressed how rigid it felt despite being th so thin. Mm -hmm. And the trackpad is really small, though. It's like... It is, yeah. It's like a, a little stamp. 
But if you're going to um, use this as a lab type laptop for what it's worth, like it's a small screen if you're using only half of it. Yeah. yeah. So the keyboard, if the keyboard's going to be the same dimensions as the screen yeah. in the laptop formation, then it's going to be small. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. Um and I love the the different modes of use, right? Like you have a you unfold it and it's basically like having a 13.3 inch laptop yeah. without the keyboard. And then there's a kickstand built in so you can prop it and then you can pull the little keyboard out and do your work. Comes with a pen too uh, that latches onto the back with a little loop on the leather. Yeah, the, so the outside is leather, right? That's the other thing. It feels it's like. It's fancy. Yeah, it feels like a, a thick moleskin. Oh, That's yes, what it, it feels totally like. Does. A slightly thicker moleskin. Yeah. And when you open it, you have this, this massively beautiful OLED made by LG in there. Oh, so nice. And so it's Intel based and it's got. 4G and 5G. 5G is optional. It's run. It's a Qualcomm 5G chip. Right. From what I hear, and it's got. Um, it's going to be running whatever that's Windows version is going to be running on Microsoft's Duo, whatever those new products yes. they announced. So I can't remember there was a name for it, but um, it's basically optimized for this multiple display form factors and stuff. Um, but the hardware was impressive. I, it I was. feel like I feel like this thing. It's a, it really shows where we can take this folding yes. technology if it's the thing that people want. And Len Lenovo seems to have been taking some time with this product. Like uh, last year in 2019, I don't I don't remember which month, but they came out to San Francisco where I am, and uh, they showed it off just as a concept device yeah, or a prototype. Right. Uh, but at the time. The screen was not as nice it is, as it is now, so they definitely upgraded the quality of the screen. And uh, I couldn't even like record the the like folding uh, external kickstand that you use to prop it up. Oh yeah, because they were like, oh, we're gonna change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so they definitely took some of our feedback from you know those earlier mm -hmm. events and kind of put it into this final product. So it's exciting. Apparently, it's kind of come out in the summertime. Yeah, it's looking at halfway through the year sometime for for twenty five hundred dollars, which is yeah. steep. But you know, it's easy to deck but the out fold a laptop. Is too grand. I know, and it's easy to deck out a laptop to be that much money. Yeah, it is. Now this is not. We don't know the specs, right? The great in great detail, um, but obviously it should be able to run most things pretty well. I don't expect this thing to be underpowered. It's not. It wouldn't be called a ThinkPad if it was. No. I just <laughs> feel like the the like the you know it's made of carbon fiber. It's made of leather. It's mm -hmm. made of um, this, this interesting silicone bezel. And of course, it's a plastic OLED folding display with, but it has a stainless steel backplate apparently that is like this weird comb thing where it, 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 it when it folds, it, it keeps it like supported. It's very clever because basically so cool. from what they were telling me, it's hard to um, dent the screen. The biggest challenge with making a plastic screen is that yes, it folds, uh, but you could also, uh, like, if you put too much pressure on it, you end up with, like, a permanent mark. Kind yeah. of like, you know, when you write on paper with a ball pen and you can see you're leaving, uh, like, the pressure, if you press really hard, you leave an indent on the paper. Yeah. That's that's the challenge. And the, the fold is very sensitive. The, sorry, the Galaxy fold is very sensitive to that. And so as soon as you have a pen, right, input, like... The Galaxy Fold does not have a pencil, doesn't come with one. Yeah. But if you had one, like it would instantly like be showing all these scratches, you know? <laughs> so Lenovo really had to work uh, at fixing that somehow. And they did that with LG. I think it's very, very cool. They did a great job. So yeah, I'm super stoked about um, that product. I think it it's nice to see somebody thinking it through and executing on it properly. Whether people, whether it's something people want or not, I don't know. But I want one. I think it's cool. I want one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you pull that thing out and people are going to be like, whoa. This yeah. Is they'll rad. be like, what is that? Yeah. And I like mini laptops. So the fact I that it turned into a mini I used to have an EPC laptop, back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Teeny, it's about tiny. the same size as that. Yeah. Just it? about. Like the 701 was. So, yeah. So that was Lenovo. Uh, and then, of course, they showed the 5G uh, PC. That, that's a, a yoga product, I think. Yes. Yoga 5G. I want to say it's a yoga product. No, it doesn't. It, yeah, it does go all the way around. Anyway, we, we, we'll put links in the show, show notes in the description below because I can't really remember what all these products are called. But when I was at Computex in June in 2019 in Taipei, uh, Qualcomm and Lenovo were on stage and showed that they, as indeed, they were working on a Snapdragon 8CX 
5G-based laptop. And honestly, what we saw then, them holding up, pretty much looked like the final product we saw at CS this year. Oh, wow. So they've been working on this thing for a while. Uh, industrial design was definitely sorted a while ago. Yeah. And, and it's basically, you know, the same as last year they had a, a yoga-branded Qualcomm-equipped laptop with 4G. It's basically the same idea. It looks very much the same industrial design. It has that new little Lenovo tab etched on the corner thing, you oh, know, that yes. they have on all the new Lenovo laptops. And it has a physical slider on the side for turning on and off airplane mode. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, the mute switch on your iPhone. That's it's cool. kind of like that, but for for turning off all the radios, yeah. which is really, I think, cool. Because you just step into, it's kind of like when you step into an airplane, you just Flip that switch, you don't have to even open the laptop and fiddle around with it. Um, so I thought that was cool. I'm partial to the um, X1 Carbon line of laptops yeah, from Lenovo. You want it to be able to drop I'm, it on the carpet. Though. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I really like the slimness of the yoga design. Yeah, the, the yogas are more my thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, I like super light and slim laptops. But I think that uh, this thing is going to be interesting. And I think what's most exciting to me is that the one I played with last year had that Snapdragon 850, mm -hmm. which was a, basically a Snapdragon 845 mobile chip-based evolution for, for PCs. And this is based on the 8CX, which is the Snapdragon 855 evolution into a PC chip. Very cool. And it's not 7 nanometer, and it's going to be, it's, it should be a screamer in terms of, if, if you run uh, native, ARM64 apps on it, it should go really fast. Nice. And that's the challenge right now that Windows 10 has on ARM on Qualcomm, is yeah. that there's not enough content. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think for me, what, what's, what strikes me the most about this is that, you know, I'm all for this idea that Qualcomm and Microsoft have brought up, which is like, imagine an ultralight, ultra-thin, always connected PC that acts like your phone like there is no there's zero lag when you open the display you're instantly connected yeah. on 4g or wi-fi you instantly are in the app running you're not even waiting for the thing to do two or three seconds of waking up it's oh, yeah. instant I, I love all that and i love the long battery life that arm promises but right now we have this big issue and and i have currently the microsoft surface pro x which is nice using a Variation on the HCX chip from Qualcomm, custom made for Microsoft by Qualcomm, called the SQ1. Oh, and cool. that, that chip is almost as fast or probably slightly faster than the HCX. And it's like if you run um, Chrome or there's a version of Chromium, actually, the, you know, the, yeah. the open source build of Chrome that is available 64-bit. It's hard to find. You pretty much have to compile your own version. So I'm a little, I could do that because I used to write code for a living, but I'm too lazy. So I'm using <laughs> Firefox 64-bit uh, ARM, which is, you can just download the normal Firefox and you're good, you're in business. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, and so that is so fast, I swear. You put it side by side with a Core i5 laptop and it's the same performance, like browsing and running all this crazy stuff you can be running in a browser today. Yeah. And and you can see the battery life just like crawling along, like it's wow, not even touching that's it. Impressive. And fanless. That's really nice. So I think there's something to be said about ARM laptops. I think Intel still has a great future ahead of itself for the more mm -hmm. you know high-end applications. But I really think you know this is kind of contra controversial. But I feel like Intel had an ARM business years yeah. ago. They sold it, X scale and. I don't know why, because I think ARM is gonna eat the it's gonna eat the world. It's the future, and for most people today, an ARM laptop with the right the proper compiled software yeah. would perform, I think, better than an Intel PC for the kind of tasks most people do. Yeah, if you're if you're not gaming hardcore or, a or creative a that needs editor. to be like editing video hardcore yes. but that's the other thing right adobe is the one uh straggler here there mm -hmm. microsoft recompiled their entire office suite for arm 64 firefox is definitely the the torch holder of yay 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 <laughs> qualcomm windows 10 arm uh but then where is where's adobe right until yeah. we get premiere until we get Photoshop and and you know Lightroom, um, basically the entire Creative Cloud stuff yeah. available at sixty four bit. You can't really be productive on these if you're like us, a creator. Like I'm personally, you you're probably Premiere, right? 
Oh yeah, Premiere yeah, Pro I'm, all I'm, the way. I'm I'm more Final Cut, and I do my very rough, simple things in iMovie. Blasphemy. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> it's uh, I just honestly find that for if you're just doing you know simple cuts and just like an intro and outro, yeah, it works fine. Just fine. Final Cut is when I want to get a little fancier, and I've I've learned I've taught myself Premiere uh, at the same time as I taught myself Final Cut actually. At the same time. Yeah, Whoa. I wanted to be able to like wow. be able to switch because my rationale was, I I'm ten I tend to want to be system agnostic. Like I use yeah. Windows PCs, I use Chromebooks. Um, Mac is my main. It's kind of a long love story. It's good to be agnostic. But I feel that I need to be able to like if worse came to worse and my Mac dies in the middle of a trade show, and I don't have the budget to buy a new Mac, or it's fixable and Apple has it in the shop for two days, I can go to Best Buy and buy a cheap Windows PC and still edit video. Yes. See, I have to yeah. have that skill set. Yes, you do. And that's kind of my whole my whole thing. That was like me trying to use your Apple computer, and I was like, I don't know how to Apple. So, <laughs> So the thing that's funny to me is that I feel like you know, if I am going to adopt this Windows on ARM thing, once Adobe comes out with Creative Cloud, yeah, uh, on a compiled for ARM, I can't have, I can't lie, I can't be a hypocrite. I have to like know how to use Premiere then, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because then I have to be able to say, look, so you can this test is it. Your, yeah, this is your portable, like mobile creative future. Yeah, totally. ARM can replace. You know, I expect that for 1080p content, which I know not every a lot, a lot I know a lot of creators that that you know, output 4K on YouTube. and Although statistically, wow. most viewers are still doing 1080p. For sure. But I think that it's coming. So yes. I'm not sure slow, how yeah. well 4K editing is going to work on, a, on ARM. But at the same time, if you look at a completely different ecosystem, which is uh, iPadOS or iOS, um, iPads do video editing in iMovie 4K and render faster than the Mac equivalents. Are you serious? Yes. And you know why? Because they have dedicated hardware for rendering. Oh. They have hardware accelerated MPEG-4, uh, H.264 and H.265 wow. encoding. So when you use an iPad to create a, you know, to edit video using iMovie, um, when you hit the render button, you can guarantee that you take the same project in iMovie for Mac yeah. or in Premiere or in anything, and you rent it. Guaranteed that iPad will be finished first. Like absolutely, it's crazy, that and that's four K. So it doesn't mean that like if Qualcomm wanted to, they could co-processor that stuff built yeah. in it, right? And then you'd in Premiere would find it and go, oh, oh, you have a co-processor for this render, 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 <laughs> and boom, at the other end it comes out and it's great. Oh, I love it. So I think this there's something to be said that. So don't don't count out 4K yet. But I think if it's running on the CPU like normal, mm -hmm. 1080p is I don't think I'd want to do too much more than 1080p. In the same way I don't think I want to do much more than 280p on thin and light. Yeah. Intel, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't, we're gonna do. You don't do 4K. You want like some gaming rig or something, right? <laughs> like a Razer laptop. That's pretty much what I would do. I would set it up on my what do you gaming use? rig at home. At like, home or no? When you're on the go. Oh, when I'm on the go, I'm using an Alienware. Yeah, see, an Alienware M15. Yeah, you're like gaming laptop for your rendering. Yeah, right? and it's like a 1080, I think, in there, a GPU. Yeah. But yeah, it's like fully specced out, and that thing's amazing. Yeah, it's big. It weighs five pounds, <laughs> but it gets the job done. Well, that's what you need, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I think that. But the battery, like you were mentioning, the battery with yeah. Qualcomm, the battery on this this laptop that I use, it's kind of terrible. So, like, it runs what out is it, so like fast. Three hours, five hours. Uh, if I'm lucky, I can get five hours, but right. usually it's closer to four. Well, you know, so I mean, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's the compromise you make, right? Like, mm -hmm. and that's, I think this is why I'm excited about this ARM laptop future, because we might not have to make these compromises as strongly anymore. Now, you still want to be able to run games like you do on the Alienware, of course. But if you're just doing video editing, you know, I think right now, I feel like video editing, rendering videos is shouldn't be that challenging of a problem when yeah. you see how fast the iPad renders, like you're like, okay. Somebody can accelerate this somehow. Yeah. Maybe, you know, on desktops, it could just be a card you stick in there or something. Just in the same way as you say you have a, you know, a GPU in your, in your machine. I don't know. That's in really fact, cool. uh, the new Mac Pro, the big tower that they just released, has, yeah. a, has a dedicated card that can do like 8K rendering 
in whatever Apple's special codec is, like in wow. hardware, like it, it can it can render twenty five streams of eight K at real time and barely pegs the CPU. Oh, oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing! Like I don't know, like if only I, I like. There's probably Max. people listening right now are going like, "No, Miriam, that's not right," and I'm like, "You're probably right that it's not right." But my point uh, is that it, it's very close. <laughs> like somewhere I've read something about it being able to handle multiple eight K streams, like tens of multiple 8k streams without even skipping a beat that's so nice. yeah i mean and this is what i mean like a lot of people bitched about the i the uh, mac pro being so expensive mm. it's it's not for you and me this is a computer for like people who work at lucas and render like you know star wars or ridiculous movies. youtubers like, that just buy it anyway yeah for marquez and i don't mean that marquez is a ridiculous youtuber i just mean that you know, he has a reason for it. He shoots he at does. 8K. I know, yeah. He shoots at 8K, so he could absolutely get some use out and of that. And he does. He has a Mac Pro now. Yeah. So let's shift gears quickly to TCL. I uh, feel like that's the other big thing that happened that yeah. got me really excited. I was pretty uh, I mean, stoked about that. Lenovo got me pretty excited. Uh, uh, AMD was pretty exciting. Uh, let's talk about that maybe since we're in the PC realm, and then we can switch okay. to the mobile realm a bit. What happened at AMD then? So they ended up introducing like three different products. And it was so funny because I was in line for AMD and everybody was like, oh, maybe they'll, I don't know, introduce a new uh, GPU or, oh yeah. no, probably not much, but sounds exciting. They ended up like dropping the mic in the, in the audience. And I was just like, whoa, like everyone in the audience was like, oh, oh my God. What's going on? Like applauding and gasping and stuff. So it was pretty exciting. Um, AMD ended up introducing a seven nanometer mobile uh, chip that they are going to be including in laptops this year. Uh, they even brought one on stage. The exciting thing about it is that they're taking that Zen 2 architecture from the 3000 series that you saw on desktops mm -hmm. over to the mobile line, so huh. laptop generation. That's so cool. thinner, lighter, uh, supposed to be really, really nice clock speeds. So, and they're also going to have like, they're keeping the same kind of model numbers, so they'll still have like the three fives and sevens. Right. Um, they had a few different vers versions of these. They're the 4000 models. They'll have H and U. So the four, like 4800H, for example, 4800U. So the H's will be for gamers. Mm -hmm. So these will have a slighter, slightly higher clock speeds that they can go at. Um, probably means they'll be a little bit more expensive to tell the truth, most right. likely in the laptop partnerships. Uh, and then the U's were supposed to be for more por portable, thinner laptops. Um, cool. So pretty exciting there. They did show a partnership with, I believe it was Asus with their Republic of Gamers, the Zephyrus G14 slash 15, which probably means it's a 14 inch slash 15, 15 inch, inch laptop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that one's going to be one of the ones releasing this year, uh, along with apparently like 100 other laptops with different partners that they're going to have. Um, so really exciting with Ryzen since they're, you know, finally bringing that there. And it's going to be good competition for Intel because Intel yeah. has their i7, the 10 nanometer chips for laptops at the moment. So seven is much thinner. Very, yeah. very pretty. Intel had a press conference today, but I missed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know when it was announced. I have to check. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we'll have to look. I'll, yeah. If I, if maybe we'll cover it on the next, on the next episode later this week. Um, but it's cool. AMD's been doing some interesting stuff, and I'm they really have. I'm kind of excited to see them do more mobile, more portable stuff because I am too. you know, like desktops are great, but it's just like you have to be at home, and I'm so yep. not often at home. <laughs> and I I have a one of their Ryzen, uh, I think it's the twenty seven hundred right now in my gaming desktop. I don't remember. It's my editing desktop, whatever it is. I don't know. Numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to be able to bring a nice Ryzen like editing PC with me, especially if there is, if it's a little bit lighter. Uh, hopefully the battery is a little bit more efficient. Uh, they were quoting that, for example, the Ryzen 7 4800U would be just 4% better for single thread performance, but 90% better for multi-threaded. So that's wow. like for editing. Yeah, that's insane. 
And then they also said it would be like better graphics over the competition. So AKA over Intel. <laughs> yeah. So I just quickly looked at what Intel might have done today. And it looks like they brought uh, a video, a discrete graphic card. They made mm. a their own discrete graphics. Interesting. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm not sure what that's about, but okay. uh, here you go. Uh, I'll try to link to it on the in the show notes. There's a story there. Um, the other big, uh, uh, you know, unknown for me at the show, where normally at this time of the show I would have something to talk about, is the yeah. Uh, I'm actually getting briefed by them, like I think Wednesday, like or some. Oh yeah. So a little later this week. Cool. Normally it's on the weekend, so yeah. I'm a little kind of feeling like I'm not <laughs> I'm not having my PC fix uh, as much as usual. Um, and Dell and HP brought in some stuff as well. HP brought in a th new 13-inch Elite Dragonfly, which is their their business lineup, that was and it has really a built-in nice. tile. Yeah, dude, that was cool. That's a, who like I was like how why did it why did it take so long? So I asked about this because I was like, oh, that's so smart, sticking basically the the tile uh, hardware yeah. inside of a laptop, but. It runs off of the laptop's battery, correct? So, so you never forever. have to replace the tile battery inside of it, which yep. is great. If you ever lose your laptop or you misplace it, even if your laptop is on mute or the volume is down to zero, it will still set off the alarm because the tile is read as, as a separate audio signal, basically. Yeah. And you can run this from your phone just like you do with any other devices to find your tiles. That's right. So cool. It's very cool. So cool. And they also announced that this Elite Dragonfly Enterprise laptop will be available with a 5G version. Yay. Which I think is cool. So many 5G um, laptops. Yeah, I mean, this is the year of 5G. You know, I, we, we joked about it last year saying, oh, 2019 is the year of 5G. But I kind of knew it wasn't going to be. Yeah. Because the networks weren't out yet. And, but it's really going to have a lot of momentum this year. You know, I've been using 5G on T-Mobile since since Hawaii, since I went to Qualcomm. Cool. I have a OnePlus 7T Pro 5G as my phone in my pocket right now. Nice. And I'm getting 5G here in Vegas. Oh, that's great. And my battery life doesn't suck. So it's awesome. it's real. It's happening. It's it's my day-to-day -day <laughs> now. So it's not in the Bay Area officially. There's a few pockets in the East Bay where I'm getting 5G, but I don't think it's supposed to happen. Uh, in Alameda, I was getting 5G, pretty solid 5G in Alameda. That's good to know. So if you're in Alameda, California, and you uh, want 5G, go to T-Mobile and get yourself a OnePlus 7T right. Pro 5G McLaren edition and yeah, <laughs> go nuts. Uh, also in uh, my other place uh, of, you know, my other residence in Oregon, I have 5G there. Wow. Uh, in fact... Large, okay, it's coming. Large chunks of Northern California when I'm driving through have 5G. Like, you know, it's it's happening. It's real. So I think wow. this is why, you know, we kind of go, oh, 5G laptop, woo. But no, I think by the end of the year, that's going to be probably a few, you know, uh, are wanting to have a bit better connectivity uh, options. I think it's probably going to be a viable thing. And I think that's why, that's why HP is starting with focusing on, on the and more enterprise laptops. But there these yeah. Dragonfly Elite Dragonflies, that's actually the laptop that I told you about that I forgot yeah. to bring to help you earlier when you tried to use my Mac. Oh. That's the HP <laughs> that I have right now, the the, the Dragonfly the 13 awesome. the Elite. And for a enterprise laptop that's you know meant for IT departments to hand out to to employees. Yeah. It's sexy. Like it's super it light, is. super it's thin, nice. super well made. I really like it. So so, so so cool. Um, I'm sure HP did other things. They had a really cool all-in-one that I saw, I remember, in their briefing. This is all in December now. Seems like oh, such a long time ago. <laughs> but Adele, I just looked it up in my email. Um, there was a thing that I got to see. I don't know if you were at it at their briefing in SF as well. Yeah, I was there. Um, oh, yeah, that's where that's I saw where you. That's where we saw, <laughs> yeah. That's where we met up. Uh, the duet, the concept duet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they did something similar to what Lenovo did with they the, did, yeah. the, the, the Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Fold. So it's, it's a concept, but it's called the Duet. Uh, oh, no, it's the Ori I'm thinking about. There's a Duet and the Ori. The Ori know, is the I one that's the folding. I get the names mixed up. Yeah. And then they have the UFO, which that's is a right. gaming, the basically gaming a thing. gaming controller slash console Basically thing. looks like a Nintendo Switch. It's like a handheld Nintendo Switch, but it has full windows baked in to the screen. It's crazy. 
So yeah, so Dell I'll basically I'll put link I'll put links to some of the Dell stuff and HP stuff in the show notes as well. Um a bunch of concepts from Dell that really I thought were pretty cool. And of course, you know, we've got the new uh the new uh uh the new what is it called? XPS thirteen. Yes. Right. Oh, Which I is love really that super line. slick. That was actually uh announced earlier before C S uh, just before mm-hmm. New Year's and C S the uh, the press releases went out for that. So, you know, um it's always been a laptop show. I know that the, the audience likes when we talk about phones. So let's switch to talking about phones because TCL, right? Like we got a lot of good news from TCL. Yeah, we did. So what is your take? Do you want to tell the audience what uh, TCL is bringing to the show? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't remember the names of them, but they had three different smartphones that they announced. 10 Lite. 10 Pro, 10 5G. There we go. I knew you would know it. (laughs) So one, I was super excited to hear that they're not only bringing, you know, this new market of like, hey, TCL is going to get into the smartphone market and bring this into America, which is uh, pretty, pretty exciting. They're there just in itself. But they also said that all three of those phones, including the 5G one, Mm -hmm. are going to be under $500. And they include high-end flagship specs now we don't know a lot about them yet but like four cameras on yeah all of they them? i think all four of them are four cameras um, on the back so as you said you know five sub 500 dollars more more details expect to be revealed at mobile congress mm-hmm. at the end of february in barcelona but what's exciting to me about it is that you know tcl's been just basically making tvs until now and had the alcatel sub-brand for phones and then the blackberry sub-brand as well yeah and then you know at ifa they announced this um tcl plex which was like a a mid upper mid-range-ish phone that kind of like here's a phone that with our own brand on it and we were kind of all like looked at it squinted and went okay sure and then (laughs) and then like now they're getting serious like so tcl comes comes to cs and drops three phones that i figure the light might be around 300 dollars. actually looking yeah. at the specs well what i could glean Maybe from three, what four, i played five. with it yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah um i f- i bet you the pro and the 5g are identical other than the 5g oh yeah like chat spec wise you're probably right yeah the the 5g has this really cool matte glass finish though which i think is really it's interesting. very pretty and the um, it look, I think it was the light, or was it the light and the pro had a rear fingerprint sensor on the back, whereas oh, the I'll have to look at my pictures. The five G didn't, so the five G is probably OLED and probably has a fingerprint reader Ooh. in the display. I hope that's right. Um, I mean, that's not uncommon at five hundred dollar price point yeah, nowadays from yeah, Chinese manufacturers. Yeah. TCL being a Chinese based com- China, you know, Chinese based company, they have access to some pretty good, uh, you know, uh, resources in terms of sourcing parts and stuff. So. Um, it's pretty obvious to me that this TCL 10 5G will be using the Snapdragon 765G mm-hmm. chip, which is a f- built-in 5G chipset. Yeah. And the G is the gaming version, which is slightly faster in terms of gaming performance. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a lot of non-gaming phones using the G chipsets from uh, Qualcomm. Uh, Oppo has like currently has the Reno 2, which has uh, a Snapdragon 730g which is the previous generation non-5g but it has the gaming the g part is the gaming part and it performs pretty much for gaming very close to a snapdragon 855 cool so this is probably going to perform very close to snapdragon 865 okay and then i don't expect the 4g sorry the 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 pro version the non-5g version of this phone to be very different than the than the 5g yeah that makes sense um so it's probably 765 without the 5g okay. in it like disabled you know or not used that's not and, bad and it could be it could be something else it could be maybe last year's 855 just to keep <laughs> the cost down <laughs> maybe. since it doesn't have 5g <laughs> and and then i don't know what the light is going to be but we don't know we can only guess i'm excited to see that these like they didn't commit but i think they hinted really pretty hard that these might be coming to the u.s and so more unlocked phones they in did. the U.S. Well, they give is us, nice, They give right? us the pricing in USD. Yeah, exactly, and that's so, that's a good indicator, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm stoked by the fact that uh, that they came out like kind of like swinging hard, and because more options are better. Uh, hopefully, the software is not too customized. Uh, yes. The Alcatel phones that 
they've been making and they released a whole bunch of new Alcatel phones. I like my um, vanilla Android. Yeah, me too. They, they've <laughs> released a bunch of, I, I don't know all the details. They weren't really interesting to me. Alcatel phones are usually low to mid range and mm-hmm. like really mid range, not like $500 mid range. <laughs> uh, what I should, I usually call those $500 phones instead of premium flagship, which is, you know, like the pixels and the galaxies. Yeah. I call these like affordable flagships because they have <laughs> flagship specs. Like if you look at the one plus seven T it's a $549 phone that has a Snapdragon 855 plus yep. in it. So, so I think that's cool. Uh, also, TCL did uh, a folding phone, the foldable. It's a it's a concept. Well, we, all we saw was a picture on the screen. Well, I got to play with it oh, a little I'm bit. Jealous. Yeah, I, and and uh, Brad at Alcatel TCL was kind enough to let me handle it very briefly. Not I was not to open it. <laughs> I was allowed to just you know, hold it and get the weight and feel for it. Uh, but he opened it for me on video. He was my hand model, and, and it's good. That's nice. Yeah, there's a, I'll, I'll put the video in the description, and I'll put both Shannon and my video of the Lenovo uh, ThinkPad X1 Fold in oh, the yes. show the description below, since we're talking about folding stuff. And so the the thing that's interesting to me about the TCL foldable is that even though it's a concept. I like the form factor. Like it's a passport size that opens up into a tablet. That's a great size. And um, then it has, you know, also has four cameras in the back and stuff. So I don't think we're going to see this exactly in that, you know, that form factor Mm -hmm. or colors, that crazy green color. And that that faceted diamond weird finish that they stole from HTC with a touch (laughs) diamond uh, back in like 2009 or whatever that was. Should we bring that back now? It's 10 years. I mean, they they ripped it right off of HTC. And I guess HTC doesn't really matter that much anymore. They're not going to get sued. So (laughs) Uh, it's a concept. It's not a real product. So they're probably safe. But I think think it's interesting. TCL is not going to release phones that cost a lot of money. So no, the fact they that they're making... If it's anything like their TV brand... Exactly, which yeah. is a super popular brand right now in the yeah. U.S. If they're... And that's why I think it's interesting that they're bringing phones to potentially the U.S. Because the brand name exists now. It's real. It's a thing. And, you know, they might be able to pull... If they maybe in a year or two continue making phones two or three generations from now, when they start getting carrier deals going, like OnePlus took them a while to get there, but they right. got there... We might have more competition at the carriers uh, and at the Best Buys and unlocked, you know, your favorite Amazon store <laughs> to get these phones um, and, and choice is good. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. And, uh, you know, so the foldable TCL is more, you know, we can expect this phone to cost like five, maybe five to seven hundred dollars when it finally reaches market in a yeah. year or two. Yeah. Right. And that's and it, and it folded flat too. Like unlike the Galaxy Fold that has that gap, right? Yeah. This thing actually folded inward and was completely flush. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. And that to me was interesting. So, uh, watch that video, folks. Have a look. Tell see for yourself. Uh, what's exciting here is that you know it's not going to happen for a while. It's very similar to what they showed behind a glass case at mm-hmm. MWC last year, but I feel like it tells us that TCL is really serious about bring foldable technology for phones to a price point that's a little better than the $2,000 Samsungs and $2,500, you know, Huawei Mate X and yes. what is it, $1,500 Razer phones from Lenovo Moto? Oh, geez. I really hope that somebody comes out with a foldable phone that's under $1,000. I think that's going to happen this year. I think so too. And if it yeah. happens, that means I'll win my prediction on another podcast. So oh, yeah. better happen. It better. Bingo. I'm holding y'all ha, to it. That's good. Um, the other thing that TCL did, uh, the you know, we're going to talk about TVs in a moment, very briefly. But the other thing that got me excited about TCL is that you know, you, everybody who listens to the show for a bit of time knows that I'm a bit of an audio person. I love, you know, I love audio products. Just a and, bit. And I'm picky about audio. And TCL has, you know, as they're growing through their TV business, as is a you know, exploring phones that are not Alcatel branded, exploring. Uh, audio uh, peripheral so they've been yeah. doing headphones and earbuds and sound bars and every time i try one of their audio products last year was their tiny cheap usb 
I may, maybe they weren't even USB. I think they were just 3.5 millimeter earbuds, like wired, totally like, <laughs> you know, what you'd buy at like the 7-Eleven because you lost, you forgot your headphones for the day. <laughs> like they were super cheap, super nice. They sounded fantastic. That was really? a year ago. I was blown away that these $20 headphones sounded wow. that, earbuds sounded that good. And then, and then, but OnePlus did the same thing. OnePlus did a pair of $20 USB-C earbuds called yeah. the Bullets USB-C. That sound incredible. They for sound $20. really good. Yeah, I've, I have those at home. I have them in my bag and I use them for phone calls. They're great. Yeah. And then, and so they came out this, this, uh, this time with some noise canceling headphones and ear, and some earbuds that are not noise canceling. They're just uh, true wireless. So they're yeah. like independent earbuds with no wires. 80 bucks. Um, I've had them. They sent me a, a pair before the holidays and I tried them out and I was just like, really? This doesn't suck. It's 80 bucks. <laughs> and unlike a lot of these other earbuds, like the AirPods and whatever, like there's no app. There's no settings. You just pair them and you're done. You don't have to worry about fanciness here. Like this is just basic <laughs> stuff. Like no noise canceling. You know, you got silicone. So it does block a little bit naturally like passive. Yeah. But like there's no BS here. This is just straight I'm up okay with good that. audio in your ear. And the battery life is really good. And... The case is translucent, so when you put them into charge, they have a little white LED on them, oh. and you shut it, and it shines through. So oh, it looks like a so little cool. alien baby with two eyes glowing. Oh my gosh, so cute! cute. <laughs> and unfortunately, we couldn't get the purple one for you today, and yeah, I, I wanted to get the it. red one just for a different color because I was like, I already have the gray one. I think so everybody got. So the now gray I've one. got a second pair of gray ones. I'm just going to give them to Theo. I think. Oh, yeah, that's nice of you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, um, so TCL did that, and mm -hmm. they did also an active version of those that has a wireless charging in the case. Yes, and is a bit more waterproof. They're, they're already water resistant, but it looks the, like the other ones based on more ones, like a sporty. Yeah, they're sportier, and I think yeah. they have they might have a slightly different sound too. Mm -hmm. And then uh, some headphones and the sound bar. So the sound, I'm, I'm not a TV person. I don't watch much TV. Generally, I watch it either on a big projector with a big sound system or I watch it, you know, on my tiny little laptop screen or my iMac sometimes. Yeah. And um, with headphones. Usually. Oh. So, so sound bars are kind of something that every time I hear a sound bar, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's certainly easier to set up than putting all these speakers and setting things up the complicated way. But it never sounds quite right to me. I'm kind of like, meh. And then I listened to the soundbar from TCL, and I was just like, you, you're kidding me, right? This, this is a soundbar? This is like the only thing in the room that makes sound right now? Soundbars are great and, these days. Yeah, this one's really, really good, this new TCL one. I don't know what they did. It's like voodoo magic. Like, <laughs> like some kind of like they sold their soul to the devil or something. <laughs> anyway, so TCL was, uh, I have to give them props this year for kind of impressing me more than average probably because they're the only people that really release phones oh yeah. speaking of mobile and phones um this is not cs specific but just before cs started like during the holidays last week i, I think oh. right after my podcast i think was i recorded, know where you're going they announced out of nowhere samsung said we're making a galaxy s10 Lite right and a galaxy note 10 Lite. Yeah, that was random. Like, I think that was like the last day of December. Like, they were like, oh, by the way, <laughs> to meet our quotas for our shareholders this year. <laughs> it's Yeah, it almost kind of feels like a... Here are phones that are going to confuse the living crap out of you. It was totally last minute. It felt like somebody's afterthought almost. Okay, but so they're cool phones. Hear this out. This is crazy. Yeah, they're okay. They're definitely like cheaper mid-range. So this is what's confusing. They're S and Note phones. Yeah. So they're supposedly part of the flagship lineup, but they're very mid-range. Yeah. So it's really weird. And they have the Galaxy S10e as a reminder. Right. The 10e exists. You think that's kind of the low end? No, this is more low end than that. <laughs> Number one. Number Did two. Did they like just figure out that people want inexpensive but they have the, phones? But they have, have the A. They product. have the Galaxy A line for that. Oh, that's the right. The Galaxy A line has the same premium design as the Galaxy S line, but is a mid-range line. What is going on at Samsung? I don't Are know. Are they mad? <laughs> so they just want to confuse you even more. So what I figured out was that I I I, I dug into the specs a little bit. This is yeah. what is also crazy. As you know, the Note 10 series is the first phones from Sam from Samsung to drop the headphone jack. Yes. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Right. 
I well, guess what? The, guess what? The Note 10 Lite does have a headphone jack. Uh huh. Ha! But this is going to completely blow your brains. This is why I think somebody at Samsung is losing its mind. Okay, it's, I'm ready. I said on purpose. Their mind. The Galaxy S10 Lite does not have a headphone jack. Wait, so what? the Note 10 Lite has a headphone jack, but the S10 Lite does not. What? All the other S10s have a headphone jack, but all the other Notes don't have a headphone jack. So it's a reverse. Did like somebody screw up in manufacturing? Probably. They probably <laughs> branded them the wrong thing. Um, the, the, Note, the Note 10 Lite does have the stylus, the S Pen. That's so it's so a Note. Weird. It's definitely a Note. Okay. And the Note 10 Lite has the three cameras in the back, ultra-wide, yeah. tele, So it has like regular. everything else that you would expect. And, but... This is where you're going to get confused again. And I'm telling you, this whole thing is mad. It's bonkers mad. The okay, Note 10, I think I need a the Note 10 Lite has an Exynos chip, not a Qualcomm chip. Why? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> and then, you ready for this? The S10 oh, Lite does it get has a Qualcomm chip in it. Oh. But you know what it doesn't have? The camera <laughs> setup that you think. Yeah, it doesn't have the headphone jack. But it doesn't have the camera setup you think. It doesn't have like... So Wait. the 10e, right? The 10e has a regular and ultra-wide, just like the iPhone 11. Yeah. Well, the S10 Lite has four cameras or three cameras on the back. But not what you think. It's not an ultra-wide, regular, and wide. One that? of them is a 48-megapixel uh -huh. of some like high-megapixel mid-range camera. Okay. Right? Standard fare on most phones these days. One is, I think, ultra-wide, and the other one is like a, a macro lens or like a some kind of weird portrait assist, like, really? depth sensor. It's bonkers. That's so... It's crazy. They've lost, their, they've lost the plot completely. They have way too many phones now. And oh, then here's, what, here's why I think this is crazier than ever. Then three days later, they announced, hey, we're going to have an event on February 11th in San Francisco to launch the Galaxy, the next yeah, Galaxy so, S. So why did they just release these phones at the end of December? I think it's quotas. And then, well, and then or, they're having you know, this event. I think the Oompa Loompas at Samsung that build the phones, you know, oh, Oompa so Loompa, Oompa. <laughs> they were like, oh, look, we have spare parts left for this and that. Let's mix and match and build a Frankenphone and sell it. <laughs> and then we'll get some extra profit margin for the end of the year. It looked good on the books. That's so funny. I mean, See, I, I just feel like mean. I'm getting like, more and more confused and I need spreadsheets now. To, no, it's like, getting ridiculous. Figure out which ones have I, look, which. I don't want to be mean because I know that Samsung does some really good stuff. It's they just do. Like, I used to have a Note 4 back like I'm in the a day. big fan of the Note series and the S series. I just feel like this I is diluting This is diluting the brand. You yeah. have the A series, stick with that. Yeah. And if you make a Note 10 Lite, that's fair. Because we already have three Galaxy S10s, like right. this and S10e. You could have had a Note 10 Lite. But not on 31 of December. Not with a headphone jack to confuse us and an Exynos chip. I have a question. Do you think that they're going to get rid of the A line? Or, or no like. No way. It's so popular worldwide. Not in the oh, US, but oh, like it is? Europe, okay. that's all they sell. A's, okay. A's, A's. Yeah, they're all over the place. There. Oh. So have have they released the new phones that they announced at the end of December? Are those going to be worldwide as well? Um, from what I understand, yeah, they're going to be worldwide. Uh, okay. Uh, they showed them here at CES. There was a briefing I wasn't invited to. Yep. Thanks, Samsung. Uh, at that same briefing, they announced a super high-end 4K display, ultra-thin, ultra-light Chromebook. And I'm a big sucker for Chromebooks. I love Especially Chromebooks. my Pixel Book, which is like the ultra, the thinnest, lightest Chrome OS device I have. Yeah. But that does not have a 4K screen. It has a lot of bezels. So this is kind of like the yes. Chromebook. Pixel, the Pixel Book, sorry, that Google didn't make, basically. Like, <laughs> and it's funny that it's Samsung, and I have no idea if it's running a, uh, one of Samsung's own chips, which they've done before for Chromebooks. Like, they have, a, they have a weird Exynos variant that's like oh. optimized for uh, running Chrome, and then, but I think I have a feeling it's Intel-based, probably. Okay. But that's again something I didn't get a chance to play with that I'm really excited. I would like about. to play with that. I really like Chromebooks. I like um, testing Linux on them. So since we we spoke of Samsung, maybe we should quickly segue onto TVs and kind of wrap it up. Okay. Um, televisions. I'm not a television person mm -hmm. uh, because, as I said, I mostly watch on my computers, and I happen to have a projector for when I have a group of people. Um, so I'm not, I'm still in the 1080p world because my projector is 1080p. Yeah. 
Um, I'm still like 1080p too <laughs> with a TV from 2010. Oh boy. <laughs> so uh, today with a series of press uh, conferences and yeah. a series of you know, TV companies, we saw TCL mm-hmm. with their TVs. So we can talk about that. Samsung had launched a bunch of TVs and LG. And I'm, you know, there's Hisense as well. You know, there's Vizio as well. That yes. All of this happened the last so few days. So many. So the, I'm going to kind of rapid fire it. And you can feel free to chime in on any of these. Okay. Vizio's big news was an, they finally made their first OLED TV. Yay. Good job, and That's Vizio. exciting because I like OLED a lot. So that was good. Me too. Uh, uh, then we move on to TCL, I would say, because they mm-hmm. uh, showed that they're serious about micro LED as a backlighting yes. technology for their quantum dot displays. Yes. Uh, so that's actually pretty exciting because the more LEDs, the more depth levels of you know, brightness you can get. And of mm-hmm. course, that's very important. So that's cool. Um, do you remember anything else from TCL from the press conference on TVs? Uh, was it 8K that they were showing? That off? was an 8, they were showing off an 8K TV. Yeah. Well, so the general theme of CS 2020 is 8K, is 8K TVs everywhere yeah. with like crazy AI based upscaling technologies. <laughs> yep. <and laughs> because there's no 8K content, but it seems very clear that people want 8K and that all oh, the manufacturers think people want 8K and they're going to do it like TCL talked about it today. Like we expect every TV sold in a year or two to be 8K. Yep. <laughs> and we're gonna try to bring the price point there. So that's encouraging yeah, for us I consumers. I'm in. If you give me more for the same price, I'll take it. Yeah, totally. So, uh, so TCL, I think they're doing micro LED and 8K, of course. So they were. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, you don't. You'd, you'd expect that from TCL. Uh, and then, of course, I touched on their sound bars very briefly earlier. And then we've got, of course, uh, Samsung and LG, the big, yes. the big boys, right? Now, there's also Hisense. I didn't go to their press conference. There's also a bunch of other TV companies that I missed. Panasonic has an ultra-bright OLED, apparently, um, but I don't think it's 8K. Who has an OLED with 8K? Well, LG does. Oh, of yeah, course so, they do. So that's one thing they showed today, uh, an 8K OLED TV. That's a pretty big, Beautiful. pretty big thing. We, we got a really small OLED from the LG, 48-inch oh, OLED. OLEDs are typically harder to make in small sizes. Right. Under 55, it gets Correct. tough. So 48, and this is kind of a gaming kind of oriented thing, which is exciting. So that means you'll have a low refresh rate. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I'm excited about is, is that we're seeing OLED in areas where we didn't see OLED before, like 8K yeah. on one end, that is small 48-inch displays on the other end, you know, basically friendly to gamers, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, and and even, then... even though you see the price of TVs drop so drastically so quickly, uh, the smaller sizes are going to open up a new market for these companies too. Yeah. And then Samsung kind of blew my mind with a 8K... QLED, so their quantum dot LCD Ooh, technology. Pretty. Um, you know, a big one. I was like 75 or something, yeah. like usual. And you're going to say a big deal that's been done before. Well, not like that, because this thing has a bezel that's so thin, it's like 2.3 millimeter or something. It's basically as thin as two ball pens or something side by side. Basically, when you're looking at it sitting from a normal dis- viewing distance, mm-hmm. the bezels disappear. You just see the image kind of edge and stop, and then there's whatever's behind your TV. That's ridiculous. And to just make it even more challenging, because why not, they decided to make it two centimeters thick, which is about an inch thick. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I want to see them it, take the back of this thing off I know. so I can see what OLEDs the tech looks are, like. OLEDs are usually thin. That We know that, but this is not OLED. This is this is LCD quantum dot. With It's got to have an yeah. array of, of LEDs backlighting the thing and electronics to drive it all. And... That it's really crazy. cool because the edge is aluminum and it's perforated aluminum. It kind of looks oh, like the cheese grater wow. look from Apple. <laughs> but when you're looking at it straight on, you can't see it because it's so thin. Yeah. And when you look at it from the side, it looks really cool, industrial designy. Mm. And the, the whole thing can be mounted like basically on your wall. It's only an inch thick. That is insane. I mean, it's so you know, pretty. LG's always kind of impressed me a little more than Samsung because they do the OLED and I'm a big OLED fan. And then mm-hmm. they do the TV that comes out, that rolls out the from the bottom TV. last year at CES. Yeah. And they showed a better version of that this year. Nice. But I think that I think that Samsung's winning this one for the, like, to show what can be done with 
Quantum Dot and LCD is pretty impressive. Yeah. And then they had their uh, whatever the TV that auto rotates. Uh, they had <laughs> which uh, could be great if you're watching content on Instagram it's called or TikTok. The, yeah, it's called the Samsung Cero. It's not the first time they've shown it, but this is actually a production ready product that mm. I think might come to some markets, maybe the US. Basically, the TV detects whether the content is a landscape and portrait, and auto rotates on its stand. And then uh, you can enjoy the full experience without black bars. That's really cool. I think it's for a different generation than mine. It's definitely for a different I generation. Mean, I it's for my generation. <laughs> Although I don't, you I don't, don't seem on board. I was gonna say, <laughs> like for me, it's like what bothers me the most is that I'm like, seriously, like don't shoot portrait unless you intend per like purposely to do an Instagram story or yeah. something. Like don't shoot portrait, and so. <laughs> Like, can we just encourage people not to shoot portrait instead? Like, and then stick with like eyes are wide lengthwise and nice. not height wise. Like, I, just don't, I don't get it. <laughs> That's what get off my lawn, you kids. Your eyeballs are next to each other. They're not on top of each other. I don't get it. Yeah. I just want them to get off my lawn now. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I think that's it basically for me. Like, I, I'm trying. Yeah. I mean, remember, this is CS starts tomorrow. So if you listen to this show, uh, it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday, and CS will have started. But by the time we're recording this, we're at the end of Monday night, three days of press yeah. events. And we haven't even seen half of it at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. There's so much more. So, yeah, it's been, you know, it's, it hasn't like blown me away this year so far, but I'm not going to complain. It's CS, you know. I go into it very jaded anyway. <laughs> Do you? 12 years or something. Oh, yeah. You know, after a while, you kind of like... Like, I'm excited in the sense that, like, you know, this TCL phone stuff, it's cool. I wasn't expecting it. Kudos. Thanks for bringing something I, I didn't know was going to happen. That's where yeah. I get fun when it's, like, unexpected. The Lenovo folding thing. Cool. I do like the unexpected. This is my 11th year, so I think, I mean, honestly, if I'm being truthful with myself, I probably go into it with a little bit of that jaded feel. Yeah. Um, But I still get really excited about it just from the passion that I have for technology. And I always try to come into it like I want to learn about security and privacy that these companies are doing. Yeah. Like that's always been my big thing. Sony had a press conference today. I they didn't did. go to it. Apparently they were, there was some rumors on PlayStation 5 related things, but it turns out it was a big dud. I didn't <laughs> read the why it was a big dud. So, okay. Uh, and then Qual friends are Qualcomm, um, you know, and, they they had Lenovo up on stage showing that 5G laptop. Yes. But they also showed, uh, if you're into automotive stuff, they showed a basically a, a chip set called the Snapdragon Drive platform Ooh. that is uh, comes in a box as a kind of a testing platform that you can, uh, if you're a car manufacturer, you can buy this from Qualcomm, try it out. And it basically makes your car basically level two autonomous. That's crazy. If you have the right sensors. So it's like they, they handle the whole thing and it's, it's very cool. All right. And I mean, it's, it's not the first time that Qualcomm's done, you know, like automotive stuff. They're pretty, pretty heavily in, yeah. into it. But it's kind of nice to have this like kind of black box, one, one stop shop thing for uh, semi-autonomous driving or yeah. I should say driver assisted uh, technology. That can be built in. Yeah. Really and then cool. the other thing they did was uh, that Jaguar Land Rover, the company on stage showing that the they adopted the Snapdragon platform for awesome. for Very their cool. Defender, which is their new off-road, super awesome, uh, you know, SUV that they just. I want to drive one. Yeah, I'll take it. We should. Uh, we should do that. <laughs> do a test like, like you don't. It's not like we don't have enough work already, right? There, we can throw <laughs> in some car reviews in there, right? There we go. Oh, yep, just add man. more to the market. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, we should wrap it up. Uh, Shannon, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet? All your handles and stuff? Sure. I'll make it easy for you. I'm at snubs, S-N-U-B-S on Twitter. Or you can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash my name, Shannon Morse. Nice. You got that URL. You know, I, I recently switched, yeah, from, uh, I switched from my own account to a branded account. And I'm in URL limbo right now. Oh, gosh. Um, that's the worst. I, I need to talk to YouTube and figure out what's going on because my old URL 
which was my last name, redirects to my own account that doesn't have any videos. Oh, and then no. my, yeah, and my, uh, you can type Mobile Tech Podcast in YouTube though and get to it. So there you go. That's how you can find me. If you want my YouTube channel, which is a complement to the podcast with visual content, like, you know, unboxings and hands-on videos, type Mobile Tech Podcast in the YouTube search bar and you'll get to my channel until I can figure out my URL situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we have the Mobile Tech Podcast that, mobiletechpodcast.com so if you stumble on the show and you want to subscribe you can do it at the url above uh below i should say in the notes that's mobiletechpodcast.com and uh you can also find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, pocket cast spotify all the places uh if you do find us there and you can rate or review the show please do that helps a lot and uh, you know remember that uh if you're old school, there's an RSS feed there. So you're, you're, you're safe. You're fine. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Tankrel. That's T-N-K-G-R-L. Like the comic book character without the vowels. If you want to interact with me about the podcast, since it's impossible to comment on podcasts, just go to Twitter and, you know, tell me, hey, you got those specs wrong on that TV. Because <laughs> I probably did. And uh, you can also... We're speaking from memory. Yeah. And you can also find me on Instagram at the same handle. So if you like watching, you know the occasional story and some pretty pictures of uh, phones and taken with phones. That's definitely the place to go. I also want to thank our usual sponsor, audible.com, the audiobook company, uh, very well known, one of our favorites. We've had them forever. They've been like our sponsor for, I think, since the very beginning. Almost. I love Audible. They're great, right? We yeah. listen to their books on the road a lot, like when we're Same. driving. I and, listen to them when I'm cleaning. And there you go. Like when, if you're doing something that doesn't, allow you to physically read a book. Yeah. And so if you like books, if you're a bookworm, but for some reason you can't actually read a book for whatever reason, like your delivery driver all day on UPS or something, check out audible.com. We have a great deal for you, 30-day free trial with no strings attached, where you can keep one of the books you download at the end. And no matter whether you continue, you support the podcast. The URL is audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. I'll put in the show notes below. You can click on that and try it out if you don't have it already. Great way to get to books if you are not able to read them. And more importantly, incredible selection. Like, I don't know what you like to listen to on Audible, but oh, to me, the it's Game of Thrones books. There you go. The game, like, we're about to do the Star Wars one because <gasps> they always put the Star Wars movies into a book form. It's like cool. 21 hours epic, you oh, know, like. Perfect. Of, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And then, uh, you know, I love that a lot of these books are read by the authors too. So me you get kind of like that. Tina really Fey read her own book. It was so good. There you go. So check it out, folks. And remember that helps us and supports us. So consider that audibletrial.com slash mobile tech link in the show notes and that's it folks uh, i want to thank shannon for being on the show thank you for having me yeah this was a long tiring day oh man it? it was fun though yeah cs is cs i kind of love to hate it and hate to love it but <laughs> um here we are you know so stay tuned i'll try to have another show later this week i don't want to make promises i can't keep but i'm pretty confident we're going to make it happen so stay tuned for that and we'll talk to you then Cheers, everybody. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.